This Sisterhood Through Grief podcast is comprised of a group of women who have lost their spouses and bonded during their time in a grief support group. We are not licensed therapists, rather, we have endured and survived the journey of grief. During our podcast, we will share our stories of how we suffered, what we encountered and conquered during our journeys, and impart raw truths about grieving. As we learned in our group support, we will speak from the I space and always offer non-judgmental support and understanding to each other. We hope to offer our listeners compassionate support by providing empathy and validating one's grief. Knowing you are not alone and having someone who can say, I know how you feel, will be our gift to our listeners to promote healing, offer hope, and ease pain. We always open our podcast by lighting a three-wick candle and reciting a short verse. So let me begin. This first wick is for the past and where we have been. This second wick is for the present and where we are now. This third wick is for the future and where we hope to be. This Sisterhood Through Grief, Episode 20, Divorce and Spousal Loss Are Not the Same, is hosted by Chris, Melanie, and Patty. So Christina actually got a message on Facebook from one of our listeners that kind of sparked a debate amongst all of us. And it read, I have constant grief from a divorce. My heart aches constantly. And Christina had brought this to our group text and we kind of started debating how we felt about this topic and how Christina should answer this person. And we all had some pretty, it, it sparked, I think, a pretty heated debate just in text on what that feels like to us hearing that. So we thought it would be a good topic to address. And even getting ready for this podcast, we started, things got a little heated just talking about it. So we thought it would be something good that we should address today. And I do want to share Christina's answer, her response to this person. She said, we're sorry for your pain. Seeking out others in your situation may provide understanding and help you. Our grief support is from the loss of a spouse, so probably not the same. To which she replied, okay, sorry. So she did understand that. But then she also said, although divorce is a death, more devastating actually, because death is usually preventable, whereas a divorce is and the repercussions and consequences are filled with remorse, regret, and shame. And those are really, really valid points, I think. And I think, you know, when we're deep in our grief, especially in those early stages, and even now, those are hard things to hear. But I think it's important that we have a conversation about it. I don't think we're comparing the two. I think they're both very different things. I know when I first heard the comparison when I was early in my grief, I remember thinking no one in their right mind would possibly want to go through being a widow. Like it's so painful. It's so sad. It's so lonely. It's so stressful. I felt like I cried all the time. I'm unable to sleep, not to mention the pain that you felt for your children. So initially I was like, are you out of your mind? I mean, that was my first response when I heard this. Now, as I've grown and and not as deep into my grief, 
I recognize that a divorce is certainly suffering a loss. There's no question. But then I'm back it up, but at least they still have their father and the kids have somebody that's, you know, invested, hopefully. I mean, I know there's situations, but for the most part, you have somebody that's invested in with your children. They're invested as much as you are most of the time. I mean, I'm again, I know every situation is different, but that's how strongly I felt more at the beginning. Not as much now. You know, I I recognize divorce is certainly a loss. I mean, I think time gives you perspective. Yeah. And I agree totally with what Chris just said because, and I do agree with the person that is, you know, that's suffering from a divorce. Yes, divorce is a death. It's a death of a marriage, but it's not a death of a family. There's no loss of a family member unless that person chooses to abandon their family. Then I guess, you know, it could be compared a little bit more closely. But yeah, I agree with Chris that, you know, the children still have both parents. And I know it's devastating, especially when you're not the person that wants the divorce. I'm sure it's very devastating and it's very traumatic for that person. And it's hard to get over. And it is like a death for them because they no longer have that person in their life intimately with their family. But that person is still present for the children. They can still make memories with that person, whereas our children have to just hold on to a memory versus making memories. And if they even have memories to remind, you know, I mean, my kids were very little, as most of yours were too. They they don't remember a lot of their dad at all. So the only memories they have really are what I remind them constantly about and the stories that I tell them. Well, and I think when they're, and from being a single parent perspective, I think we've had this conversation, I don't know, on the podcast, but I know we've talked about it in person and group that we're not single parents. We're only parents. Our kids, we were it. There was nobody, you know, to back us up when we had to make difficult parenting decisions or no shoulder to cry on when we had to make parenting got really hard. Nobody to blame things on when things went (laughs) wrong, you know, it's your child. So, you know, just not, you didn't have your partner to, co-parent with. And I haven't been divorced. So I can only imagine that, you know, obviously I think now with hindsight, and it's been a really long time, I can sit back and say, you know what? I'm glad I could make all of the decisions. I can say this now. I couldn't have said this years ago. I was the one making the decisions for my family, even though I would have obviously preferred to have my partner there. I would rather have made those decisions by myself than to have made them with somebody who I had a contentious relationship with and didn't agree with, or maybe that there was another remarriage and I had to compete or contend with step-parent that I didn't particularly care for. So, I mean, I guess, you know, I can look at it now and say, all right, maybe I was better off, but at the same time, like when I was in the thick of it and no, I was, it sucked. I mean, it just sucked being an only parent. Yeah. Good point. Very good point. Yeah, I think for us never being divorced, it's hard to actually put ourselves in a divorcee woman's place. A divorce does mark the end of an unhappy relationship. And, you know, sometimes there is some preparation, not preparation, but 
unknowing that maybe it's coming. I'm sure, again, there's certain circumstances where there might be a shock factor involved. But whereas death, in many ways, it's there is no preparation. You know, they either happen suddenly or, you know, so you've got that shock factor. And there, to me, I think there is no comparison. They're just both very painful situations. And I don't see the point of comparing them personally. And I don't think any one situation is worse or better than the other to be in. But I don't think that, you know, and a divorce doesn't always have to be permanent either. There's a lot of times that a divorce can be reversed. Our situation can never be reversed. And even if you had a eventually reconnected on a friendship level with that spouse, it's, you know, there is some level of there could potentially be, even if it's friendship future, we don't have that potential. No. So it hurts when somebody says to you, I wish my husband died and it would have been better than going through a divorce. And I think we've all in different ways heard that somewhere in our grief journey. Cringeworthy, really. Yes. I have heard that. I've had actually had a very close friend say that to me one time. And I was just like shocked beyond shock that anybody would even utter those words out of their mouth because I would never even consider or wish that on anyone or any child to lose a parent. I do have to say, I do have some, I feel grateful that even though my spouse isn't here, that my memories of him are only good memories. Mm. And a connection, you know, that I don't have any negative feelings or that resentment or bitterness towards him. Like I just, everything, I mean, obviously not everything's always great, but you know, we, that special memory. And I remember somebody saying to me early on, you're, you know, you're so lucky that you had this love. Some people never find it. And that was a really hard thing to hear. And now, you know, all these years later, I actually really do feel that like I am very lucky that I had that love. I get that now too. I'm like, I I do. I feel very blessed that, you know, it was true love and it was, it was a great marriage and, you know, it ended tragically, but it was happy. And I have all my, you know, I, all my memories are happy. I can see that now. And I do feel my, If somebody said that to me now, I would say, you're right. I would have preferred to, I guess, have loved and lost than to have never loved at all. There's also, too, the factor not, you know, trying to compare or anything like that, but we always had that weight on our shoulders or in, you know, in the back of our head that, especially when our kids were younger, were the sole parent. If something tragically were to happen to us, our kids would then be left without a parent at all you know, be orphaned. And that always, I don't know about you guys, but that always like lingered over my head all the time whenever, you know, when I they were younger. Yeah, I had that same fear. Every time I would fly somewhere without them, I would just be a wreck thinking I was doing something wrong, you know, that I that somehow if I abandoned them. I just read a book called The Measure. I don't know if any of you have heard of it, but It's a story about how one day on earth, every 
adult over the age of 22 opens up a box, gets a box delivered to their house. And in the box is a string of different lengths. And the length is the measure of how much time they have left. So now everybody, they had long stringers and short stringers and people who knew how long that they were going to live down to, you know, the amount of years, how long they were going to live. And it really made me think about, you know, knowing these, you know, somebody who had a shorter string and, you know, they only had a couple of years to live, but they were in a loving, committed relationship. Should they go ahead and get married, even though they knew that that relationship was going to eventually end? And, you know, it really made me think like, would I have done something differently? Would I have, I mean, would you have not gone on mm-hmm. with, gotten married, knowing that you only had X amount of time? It really did make me think that, you know, now I still would have wanted to have that life that we had together for, even if it was that short period of time, because I would have rather had that. I remember being asked that. That's interesting. A therapist, I was talking to at the time, I remember her asking me that. And I looked at her, I'm like, my God, of course, I wouldn't have traded it. But I mean, how can you even answer that is how I felt like there's just no way, you know, I've got two children at this point, but and they're a part of him. And but I've forgotten about that, Melanie, until you brought that up. That's interesting. But absolutely, I I would have never traded the life we had together. So what do you think is a good way to respond to somebody, you know, who says that to you? Like, oh, I wish that was me or I wish my, you know, I wish my husband died instead of got, you know, instead of left me for this other woman. How did you respond to that? I think we were probably in those early stages, didn't like. I was just too shocked. I, get to I know I was going to say. <laughs> so I wonder if that, you know, now hindsight, if somebody said it to you now, what would you say? Well, I think I would definitely acknowledge where they're at. And and I would admit that I'm grateful that when he passed, we were in a super great place and we both knew that we loved each other. And so, you know, I would feel compassion for the person who is hurting due to the loss of a marriage and a loss of a love if the marriage started off that way. But early on, I don't think I could ever have thought that clearly. And I don't think anybody listening that's early on would feel that way too, because you're just so thick in the grief of this person not being there that anything to me would have been better than somebody just being gone forever and not being able to talk to them and see them and feel them and all of it. But I think we do encourage that, you know, anyone hurting from a divorce, you know, there are people out there that are in the same exact situation you are in and talking about it and having that comfort and support of somebody that gets it and understands just like, you know, we are doing here because although it's hurtful and sad and painful, they are different journeys. and really can't be compared because it's a different pain. It's a different journey. Well, and I think it's also just, it made me think of other things. Like I know because you enter a new phase of your life when you lose your husband, where all of a sudden you're a single person. And I think that's why we all connected because we were all single, but we were also all widows, which we love that word so much, but 
you know, so it was okay. Like, you know, Patty and I could go out together and, you know, we didn't feel, it was just different than going out with any friends I had that were divorced. It was just a different feeling. And for me, it felt safer to be surrounded by people that I felt more comfortable being myself with because of that. I still considered myself married. So it was hard for me to be with out with divorced friends out, you know, going out and they've been trying to meet men. And it was just a completely. Mm -hmm. That's such a good point. You are so right. Cause we weren't looking at that point. We felt guilty. If, Mm -hmm. if you did have a guy approach you, I'm like, no, because you felt like you were, I felt like I was doing something wrong. Like I was still committed, you know? And yeah, that's such a good point. Very, very different feeling going out those first few times. It's still a conversation <laughs> stopper. <laughs> yeah, I had somebody talking to me the other day and he was like, oh, well, your ex-husband. And I was like, oh, he's not my ex-husband. <laughs> and then it was like, oh, you know, the stumbling over. Oh God, I didn't know. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. I'm like, how could all these years later, it still be such an awkward conversation? There's just mm-hmm. no, I don't know. There's just not a good way to communicate it. No. It doesn't make other people feel uncomfortable. And they always feel uncomfortable. There were many then, times that you and I met out, Melanie, and <laughs> they would say, well, how do you guys know each other? Where'd you be? I was like, well, <laughs> in grief. <laughs> They're like, what do you mean? You're both widows? We're like, yeah. But, it, you know, it's what you were saying, too, before, Melanie, is when we were out together and stuff versus when you were out with other friends and stuff. It just you felt a little bit more normal. It was safe. I was just going to say that word. It it just felt safe and comfortable. Mm -hmm. It's just such a different vibe. And, And this is not dissing to put down somebody who's gone through a divorce at all, but it's just a different feeling. Like, you know, there's just, I feel like people who are divorced tend to, are more open to a new relationship sooner than somebody who is widowed. From my experience, from the people I've been around, they just seem to be a little bit more open to it, or at least more open to it than I know I was or am. So I think you know, it was a little bit harder to be around people who were like, well, what about him? Why don't you talk to him? And it's like, it's just, I was uncomfortable and I wasn't ready and I still felt married. And, you know, I just wasn't ready to make that step. And I just felt weird. I guess it's important to remember that whether you're mourning the loss of a spouse or the end of a marriage, it's okay to take the time you need to process your emotions and find healing in your own way. All right. Does anybody else have anything to add? I think that hit on everything. Well, if you have any feedback for us or comments, please feel free to reach out to any of us on social media at our Facebook, on Instagram. Chris is always sharing your comments and it helps us spark some new ideas. We're always looking for ideas for episodes. So please feel free to reach out.